the business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. To the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, then this calls for the old Billy Barule. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! What is going on, everybody? Oh, I can take these headphones off. I don't need them anymore. Uh, I will in a little while, but not right now. Take them off for a little while here. All right. Hope everybody's doing good. It is Saturday night. This, of course, is the new and staying on this night for Hollywood Hangout. I am David Richardson. I am with you tonight. Just me. It's just me, which is why I'm giving you my top 10 horror movies. I know what you're thinking. You are not a horror fan, I know. I know I'm not. But there are a few that I like. I mean, there's always a few that everyone likes. And I do like a few horror movies out there. Might even name a couple extra, but I do have ten. 
and uh, I actually have put them in order, so I'll go backwards, obviously, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll close them out from 10 to 1. But before I do that, I would like to get into some plugs real quick, and then we can go ahead and get into that. So, let me go ahead, and I can at least hit play on the music for the plugs. Let me get that going. And once again, obviously, I am on my own Mixler now, Mixler.com slash Hollywood Hangout. Uh, for some reason, there's a dash dash too, but you don't need it at the end. Just mixture.com slash Hollywood Hangout will get you here. And um, I just decided it was better to do this. It's a little weird to be doing it on Dirt Sheet Dudes, and I'm trying to kind of separate this show completely from the Dirt Sheet Dudes show. I mean, obviously, I'm even trying to kill Boxman. I'm going by my real name on this show. So I did go ahead and get a whole new mixler for just this show. Uh, hey, it'll force me to keep under three hours on both shows. So, hey, it's not a bad thing. But now uh, I do have my own mixer for this show. Hope everyone can come on over and start following this one. Go ahead and click that follow button. You'll get notified when I do events, which I'm going to set up events every week for this show. Tell you all what I'm doing. So uh, go ahead and click that follow button if you want to know where uh, when I'm going on, which will be Saturday nights. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, Mixler.com slash Hollywood, hang, Hollywood Hangout. When I can speak, it'll be better. As soon as I drink my beer, it will be better. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into these plugs real quick. I want to start out, of course, by talking about the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G-Wiz. If you're not listening to them by now, you are missing out. So definitely go check them out on Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt. That's right, two T's in MIT, Mixler.com slash Metal MIT Network. That's where you want to go to check those guys out right there. And they're on 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday night, so go check them out. And, of course, you've got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades. They're the Inhumans. They're on the Inhuman Experience. Go subscribe, because when they come back, they will be back with a vengeance, and you do not want to miss it. So subscribe, binge listen, get ready, get set, and go. And, of course, Eric from Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast has been joining us on Dirt Sheet Dudes. I actually joined them last night for their top 20 all-time greatest wrestling show. Uh, we were speaking to Bob Cook and Rod Price, and it was uh, me, Eric, a uh, gentleman named Stevie, and Doug. It was a great time. Bob Cook and Rod Price were great, great guys. They were a lot of fun. To, uh, to talk to you last night, so we had a really good time on that show. So definitely go to Blog Talk Radio, look for everything unscripted or EUP, and uh, yeah, EUP, and uh, go check them out. And of course, Steve Milan sharing the show, letterboxdboxd.com is where you can find him. He's reviewing movies too, go check him out over there, letterboxdboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. So definitely be checking him out. And uh, obviously, right here, mixture.com. Slash Hollywood Hangout. You can check me out Saturday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Sorry, I'm Central Time, so it screws me up. But I do want y'all Wednesday nights right around 10.15 p.m. We go on. We are live, the Dirt Sheet Dudes. It is me. It is Smark. And like I said, Eric's been joining us. He says he wants to for a little while longer, so we'll definitely let him come on on. Come on on. Come on in. Whatever. Anyway. Let's go ahead and drop this music down and we can start getting into once again i know i'm not a horror fan but there are certain ones that are crime horrors crime thrillers if you will so 
I would say those kind of fall into the zone of what uh, what we'd be talking about here, horror movies. Um, but there are a few that I do enjoy. I'm going to put these headphones back on because I'm going to play some trailers for you guys as we go tonight. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and play all 10 of the trailers that I have for you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and get that going right now. My number 10. Remember, I'm starting with 10. I'm going to one. My number 10, (laughs) don't laugh at me, is Maximum Overdrive. I know. I know what you're saying. What a cheesy flick to pick. I know it is. But it really is. I I find it to be a great movie. I really do. Obviously, this is um, a group of people are trying to stay alive while machines come on and try to kill them. I mean... Any machine you can imagine from, I mean, it's not Transformers bad. It's not like you have Coke machines coming alive. But every truck you can think of, every car you can think of, all the machines are coming alive and trying to kill these people. And uh, it's a Stephen King movie. It is. It's written by Stephen King, directed by Stephen King. Uh, You've got a few people in this movie. You've got uh, Christopher Murney. Now, me and Anthony talked about Mr. Murney once on a when we did The Last Dragon. He was the evil guy in The Last Dragon. I forgot, I forget the name, but um he was he's been in many movies since then. He was in uh uh The Taking of Pelham, uh one, two, three, the original one back in nineteen seventy-four. He only has 42 credits, but he's got a lot of voice stuff, actually. Believe it or not, he's got some voice stuff for Grand Theft Auto, Vice City Stories, um, a few more video games, Land of the Dead. But he's been doing mostly video game voices uh, since, you know, pretty much up to about 2016. Uh, But definitely, we've talked about this guy before and uh, probably most known for the bad guy in... um, in the last dragon so like i said we did review that one you can check that out it's got the man charlie sheen's bro emilio estevez is in this movie emilio all right sorry had to do that little night at the roxbury but emilio estevez is in the i mean my god young guns young guns 2 he played billy the kid in those movies and he was amazing uh the breakfast club uh, St. Elmo's Fire, I mean, one of the original Brat Pack guys, just, I mean, forty only 47 credits to his name. I got to tell you, I, you would figure he would have more credits to his name, but that's it. Only 47 credits to this guy's name. And I mean, like I said, with all the movies that he's done, you would figure or just how big his name is. You'd figure this guy was in a ton of movies, but this is another guy we talked about when we did the um, Men at Work movie. We did Men at Work, me and Anthony also. Y'all can check out all those on uh, uh, shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. You can check out all of our archives over there always. Um, And by the way, while I'm talking about that, I'm also going to start, when I do these, I'm going to start skipping the... um, the trailers and I'm going to start showing pictures. I'm going to start doing these. And when I talk about actors, I'm also going to start doing them on YouTube live. 
uh, did set up a YouTube for this channel. I didn't know I didn't have one. I actually thought we did, but believe it or not, the only channel we had was the THD Movie Network uh, back in those days. I mean, those are old shows, and those shows are also on the Hollywood Hangout Shout Engine. So to go ahead and be be prepared for that, if you can, um, I'll post the YouTube on the Hollywood Hangout page, and you guys can check that out. So anyway, we also have in this movie, Maximum Overdrive I'm talking about. We've got Pat Hingle. Now, Pat Hingle, he was in Batman, the 1989 Batman. He was Commissioner Gordon. He was Commissioner Gordon also in Batman and Robin. He was Judge Fenton in Hang'em High back from 1968. But I, really the last thing he did was in 2008. Um he did pass in 2009, but he has been in so many, so many films. I believe he was also in, it was an episode of Cheers. Why do I think he was in Jaws? He was not in Jaws. I lied. He wasn't in Jaws. All right, let's go ahead and clear that out of there. Uh, we also have Laura Harrington in this movie. And again, not... Not known for very much, actually. Really hasn't done anything since 1999, only 26 credits. But she was a big part of this movie. She played uh, she played Brett. I don't know why her name was Brett, but it was. Now, another person in this movie who you might all know, Yeardley Smith. That name should sound familiar if you're a Simpsons fan. She is Lisa. She is Grandma. She is so many characters in The Simpsons. But she also has been in 95 credits to this woman's name. She's been in a ton of of movies that you're not even, you know, you, you see her and you're like, wow. But she is a talented, talented voice, uh, voice person, obviously. But she has done a lot of movies. Um, she was in As Good As It Gets, but she's mostly known for her work as Lisa and the Grandma and, I mean, if you go to her and, and see exactly how many voices she does in The Simpsons, it's unbelievable how many voices this woman does in The, in the Simpsons. Um, so, very, very talented woman. But also, like I said, she is also in a few movies. She was in The Chaperone with Triple H. If you want to kind of make a little wrestling reference there, she was in The Chaperone. Um so there you go, the chaperone, Triple H, and Yeardley Smith. But uh, this movie was not. I mean, let's say the budget for this movie was between nine and ten million. They couldn't really nail it. It's a 1989 movie. The budget for this movie was nine and ten. It it didn't do. It did awful in the box office. It only made seven point four million as the uh, in uh, all around through North America, like, that movie only made $7.4 million. Was not very liked. Kind of became a cult classic over the years. And like I said, it's my number 10. I like this movie. I know it's not well-known or well-liked, but what am I going to do? I do enjoy that movie. Uh, the next movie, my number nine. Let's go ahead and get to it. It is Wes Craven's Shocker from 1989. I love this film. I got to tell you, it's not very well known. It did not 
another one that did not do very well in the theaters. It made money at least, but it didn't knock anyone's socks off. And you know what? I just realized I forgot to play the trailer for Maximum Overdrive. How could I forget? Let me give you all some volume and let me play the trailer. And I'm going to start doing that first so I don't forget. Here we go. Maximum Overdrive trailer. Here it is. Enjoy. Okay, for some reason I have no sound. Let me make sure. Nope, not muted. Not muted. Not muted. Oh. I don't know. Let's go back and try that again. Wow. What in the dick is going on around here? Who was driving it? I don't know. I just want to get the hell out of here. Please don't let me in the door. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming in his Maximum King. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Dino De Laurentiis presents Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Okay. Sorry about that one more time. I realized I forgot to play the Maximum Overdrive. What I will do once again is I'll start playing those right at the beginning. It would kind of be a good idea to do that. So I will start playing those at the beginning. Matter of fact, why don't I just go ahead and play the Shocker trailer right now? Uh, you know what? Before I play the trailer, I'll tell you what, just so maybe you'll know some of the voices that you may be hearing at this point. There's a lot of well-known actors in this movie. You've got Michael Murphy. I'll talk about all these people in a minute here. Mitch Pileggi played a Horace Pinker, who was the bad guy in this movie. But you had uh, Peter Berg. Heather Langenkamp, Richard Brooks, Camille Cooper, uh, many others in this movie, and we'll go through a few of them. But uh, what I do want to do is go ahead, and I'm going to play that trailer right now. We are here today to bear witness to the execution of Horace Pinker, whose unspeakable atrocities have horrified the people of this great state. He stands convicted of 52 counts of aggravated assault, 23 counts of armed robbery, and 37 counts of murder in the first degree. Prisoner, have any final words? Yeah. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. I don't think he's dead. He's among you. Now, Wes Craven brings you his greatest creation. No more! Shocker. 
Okay. So what we have in Shocker is we all obviously we have a serial killer who gets the electric chair in prison. And what happens is he uses electricity to keep himself alive so he can show up through televisions. He can throw up, uh, throw up, show up through electrical sockets and things like that. So that is what is going on in this movie. Uh, again, it's a Wes Craven movie directed and written by Wes Craven. It's a, another kind of cheesy one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit cheesy, but I really like this movie. Now, Michael Murphy, um, probably more well-known for, probably, unfortunately, probably only known mainly for this movie by me. Uh, but this guy's done 114 things dating all the way back to the to the I mean 1963 I mean dating back all the way then I I really he's been one of those kind of one and done on a lot of TV shows actors you know 11 episodes back in 1988 of a show called Tanner he was on hard copy from in 1987 on six episodes uh, I mean he was in private parts he was Roger Ehrlich in uh, Private Parts. That was the Harvard Stern movie. The Art of War. That's a great movie with Wesley Snipes. Paul, he was a politician, but he's uncredited. Uh, he was in the Judging Amy TV series in one episode. Um, just, I mean, I could just keep going here, but the guy's been in so many movies, just not very well known. Oh, that's him. So, but he's in this movie. He's actually the main character. Uh, he plays a guy named, um, actually, I'm sorry, he's the cop. And he's in that movie. Another guy in this movie is, again, Mitch Puglisi, or Pig Pelegi, excuse me, uh, is his name. He was in Basic Instinct. He was in the X-Files show. He was actually one of the, he was the boss. He was Skinner in X-Files. Um, and he in all the X-Files, even the movie in 2008, he was the boss in that movie. He's in Supergirl. Uh, he's still acting today. He's in Walker TV series right now. He's been at 21 episodes. He plays Bonham Walker. So it looks like he's the man in that movie or in that TV show right there. But still out there, still acting. This is a guy you definitely, definitely have seen in more movies than you can think of. Uh, I mean, Sons of Anarchy was in 14 episodes. He was Ernest Darby. But, I mean, you can just keep going back and back and back with this guy being a he was in the Batman's TV series, um, many, many of Law and Order. I forgot he was in Law and Order, but just done a ton of stuff. And uh, he was the the real bad guy in this movie. John Tesh is a reporter. He's actually in this movie multiple times. You guys know who John Tesh is. The uh, I believe he's he was a E or Entertainment Tonight reporter. He's been on you know that show forever. Um, and we have Peter Berg in this movie. Now, Peter Berg, as another guy, has been in a ton of stuff and a, a lot of movies. He was in Collateral. He's been in Chicago Hope, Very Bad Things. Uh, only 49 credits to his name. I believe he was... Let me go back a little ways here. My God, he's been in so many TV shows. I mean, so many TV shows, and he's the executive producer on a lot of TV shows. 
uh, executive producer on Wonderland, executive producer on Trauma, Friday Night Lights, Prime Suspect, on Freddie Roach. Uh, my God, it just keeps going and going up to up to now. Uh, he's still doing all kinds of stuff. Another TV series he's involved with right now, coming out in 2022, Green Beret's Guide to Surviving the Apocalypse. Uh, guy's on a ton of stuff, and that's just executive producing stuff. If we go to actor, he's got 51 credits. Uh, let's see, what have we seen him in? Like I said, shocker, obviously, he's been in. Um, Unveiled, not a bad movie. Heavyweights, Fallen Angels, Great White Hype. We did, me and Anthony actually reviewed that movie, also The Great White Hype. He was the main star in that movie, Terry Conklin. I knew we had talked about this guy before. So there we go. That's him right there. Uh, Jessica Craven is in this movie. I wonder where her, her last name comes from. I believe this is her, uh, his daughter. Uh, only really done three things as an actress, so wasn't in very much, but she was just someone small in the movie. Uh, Camille Cooper was in this movie. Um, throughout the movie, Peter Berg has his... Uh, Pinkerton killed his girlfriend. And he sees her throughout the movie, and she plays the kind of hologram of the movie. So <laughs> there it is right there. But yeah, again, this movie was... Yeah, it's kind of cheesy. But again, the guy does use his um, electricity to go through whatever he can and he comes out and like I said in TVs and radios he can just come through electric outlets but the reason he's going after Peter Berg is because he was a he's some he supposed to be a high school student but high school football player who turned and he turned him into the police because he saw one of his crimes so that was my number nine that is shocker and we're gonna keep going that's right I know a lot of people don't really call this movie a horror movie, but if you go into IMDb, it's listed as a drama fantasy horror. And on my hard drive, I have it in my horror section. So I'm going to leave it as a horror movie. Uh, if that's all right with you guys, uh, the movie I'm talking about is from 1996 and it's the craft Yep, I know what you're thinking. Isn't that kind of a chick flick? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I will say, it's still a damn good movie. The Craft is. Um, actually, it's a very good movie. I've always liked this movie. Uh, one of the... I mean, when I finally started collecting movies, this was actually one of the first ones that I bought on on, uh, on VHS. As, yeah, I'm that old. I collected VHS movies. So... Why don't I go ahead, start this off. I'm going to go ahead and make sure we got volume on this, and I'm going to go ahead and play. Uh, once again, let's go through some of the actresses we're going to hear in this movie. We are going to hear Robin Tunney, Feruza Balk, Nev Campbell, uh, Rachel Turner. Wait, no, Rachel True, excuse me. That's not her name. And uh, Christine Taylor is also in this. Let's go ahead, play it. I swear I hit play. Give me a second. To the other kids at St. Bernard Academy, they were the girls who didn't belong. Whatever you do, stay away from them. Why? 
They're witches. But after years of being on the outside... Why'd you lie about me? I don't want to go out with you again. Please, stop begging. It's pathetic. Four girls are about to discover the dark side. Have you ever heard of invoking the spirit? Black magic. We can make things happen. I mean, this is it. This is real. Columbia Pictures welcomes you to the witching hour. Her spell is working. Sit. Watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. All right. So there you go. Obviously, this movie's a little bit about some teenage witches in high school. Uh, just another really good movie, though. Um, I've always liked this one. Totally 90s. I think that might have been Bush singing in the background there. Um, not quite sure. Uh, this movie had a $15 million budget and actually did very well. Very well, just in the box office only, did $55.6 million. So this movie was very successful in the theaters. Um, but again, we've got these teenage girls and they're toying around with witchcraft. And one of them even makes a spell on Skeet Ulrich. That to, you know, make him fall in love with her. That is uh, Robin Tunney, who makes that spell on him. But uh, this is an Andrew Fleming directed movie. It was written by Peter Filardi and Andrew Fleming. Also did the screenplay for it and directed it. Uh, again, Now, Robin Tunney, uh, been in a lot of stuff also. She's been in Vertical Limit, End of Days with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah. She was Deborah in Empire Records, which Empire Records was a decent movie. I just kind of trying to be clerks, in my opinion. But she's been in a ton of stuff. She was in The Mentalist, actually. She was one of the main characters in The Mentalist for all 151 episodes. So she was recently in that, but she's done a ton of stuff. Um, and Farrow's a bulk We've talked about, we actually talked about her in Waterboy, me and Anthony did. Uh, she was in Almost Famous. She was in Return to Oz, American History X. Obviously, she was the girlfriend of Edward Norton in that movie. Done a lot of stuff and just sort of shows up and stuff. Matter of fact, she's in a, a show called Paradise City. I don't know if it's still a, it's a television show. She plays Lizzie Thomas. I'm not sure if uh, she's been in eight episodes. I don't know if that show is still running or not. But there you go. And she was also on Ray Donovan in seven episodes back in 2015. But there you go for her. Obviously, mostly known for American History X, I would say. That's what she's mostly known for. Nev Campbell 
who we mostly all know from Wild Things. She did that movie with Denise Richards, Wild Things, and uh, a great movie. She was in Scream. Nev Campbell really has done a lot of stuff in her career. Actually, right now she has a she's going to be in The Lincoln Lawyer. Actually, that's coming out. So there you go. And there's another Scream coming out. Obviously, she's Sydney Prescott, so she's coming back for the Scream se- uh, series and still out there. And she was in the House of Cards TV series. That was a Netflix TV series. She was on that for 25 episodes, so still out there doing acting. Nev Campbell, I honestly didn't know that, but uh, she was really big in the early to mid to late 90s and going into the 2000s. Rachel True also was in this movie. She was in Half-Baked. She was Mary Jane Potman. She was one of the, uh, the girlfriend of that movie. Uh, Dave Chappelle, obviously, we talked about it last week. She was in Groove. She's been in about 57 things. Um, she was in Sharknado. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. But she's been in a ton of stuff also. Skeet Ulrich, who I mentioned, he's obviously been in a ton of movies. One of my favorite movie with him, movies with him is The Newton Boys. It's got uh, Matthew McConaughey and... Um, Ah, uh, not Vince Vaughn. Vincent D'Onofrio is in that movie also. It's a really, really good movie. Actually, it's a true story about the actual Newton boys. Um, he was in Escape Room. He's been in a ton of ton of stuff. This guy actually had a few stints on Law and & Order and stuff. And Christine Taylor is another one who's in this movie. She's not a huge part of this movie, but she was in The Wedding Singer as Holly, who, once again, me and Anthony did that one also. So if you want to go back to that, she was Marsha in the Very Brady sequel. And she was also in Dodgeball. And I believe this is actually Ben Stiller's girlfriend, to be honest with you. Because, uh, yeah, she's actually, she was married to Ben Stiller. Still is married to Ben Stiller. They have two children together. So there you go. That is my number eight, The Craft. Now let's go ahead and move on to number seven. This one might shock you a little bit, but my number seven is 1993, the original Leprechaun movie. Uh, I actually went and saw this in the theaters in 1993. I actually remember going and seeing this. This has Warwick Davis as a leprechaun, Jennifer Aniston in an early movie for Jennifer Aniston. And very, she even looks young in this movie, but... You know, again, we had Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, Ken Alant, and uh, Mark Holton. I only bring him up because he was in one episode of NYPD Blue as Ned Applebaum. Trust me, I got a few more of these coming up. Uh, (laughs) Forgive me. It's just a habit of mine. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play the trailer for Leprechaun. Once again, 1993's Leprechaun. Here we go. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. Get my ear! You got the back door, right? Ow! 
basement, toward the basement. We're like, really scared. Hello, I need the police, this is an emergency. So there you go, Leprechaun. Now, I know I mentioned Mark Holton and just said he was on NYPD Blue, but he's known for much more than that. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, he's Francis. If you ever saw the movie Naked Gun, if you ever see the guy that goes, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo, that's also him. Teen Wolf, he plays Chubby. He is actually a very well-known actor, but he did end up in one episode of NYPD Blue, and he is still acting today he's actually got uh one in post-production and a movie called trimmer in pre-production so he's still out there acting today matter of fact in 2018 he was aussie once again in leprechaun returns so he even came back i got to admit i have not seen leprechaun returns but i didn't want to just bring him up and just you know kind of brush him off um so there we go now this is another one that uh actually didn't do horrible in the box office. Now, it was 1993, so when I say the budget, it's going to sound a little weird. The budget for this movie was $1 million. Remember, this was 1993. This movie, basically, the movie is about um, someone steals the coins, 100 gold coins from a leprechaun, and the leprechaun follows this guy home. And the guy locks this leprechaun in a crate. The He gets out. And then he basically tortures this family uh, that's on vacation looking for their, looking for his pot of gold and goes on a murderous rampage to do it. So that's basically what the movie is about. I'm sure you get, people have seen this movie by now. Hopefully I'm not spoiling this for you. But it was one million was the budget, and the movie box office only did eight point six. Now again, I keep saying box office only because this doesn't also include, you know, the release on VHS, the re-release on Blu-ray and DVD and all that stuff. <laughs> so this is just strictly box office only. You know, at the time, eight point six million off of one point million budget, or I'm, I'm sorry, for one million budget back in the nineties, that actually was not very bad. But we had Warwick Davis in this movie, known for Willow, obviously this movie, Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, and he was in Harry Potter. He was in Harry Potter. Um, he was Grip Hook in there, so been in a ton of stuff. Jennifer Aniston, obviously, I mean, we really don't need to talk much about her. Everyone knows who Jennifer Aniston, Aniston is. Friends. She was in many, many episodes of Friends, and she was in Where the Millers. That's a great movie. We need to do that one i think we might have but um she's been in a ton a, a ton of movies obviously but mainly let's face it jennifer aniston is known for friends tv show um and she should be uh now if you uh you did hear one voice in there kind of the the badass in this movie would be ken o and 
and he was in summer school. He was in Star Trek. He was Jason Vigo, but got about 60 things. He's one of those guys that you see and you're kind of like, he looks familiar, but I'm not quite sure who he is. Hasn't done anything since 2015, but um, definitely has done a few things. So wanted to bring up one of those voices. And uh, that's really all I got for Leprechaun, to be honest with you guys. Oh, forgot to tell you, this was a uh, directed and written by Mark Jones. Mark Jones, also known for uh, Nightman, Rumpelstiltskin, Triloquist. Seems like he likes going into these kind of genres. And uh, Leprechaun Returns. He was also on that. Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood. Also known for Leprechaun 5, In the Hood. Okay, so sounds like he's got a little bit of a little little, little, little typecast, this guy. But uh, he was also a writer on the uh, James Bond Jr. Police Academy, the animated series. Um, the A-Team TV series. Well, the old, original TV series. He was a uh, an editor on that and also wrote a few of the episodes. So guy's got some, that's some nice credits right there. I got to be honest with you. So, all right. That's that right there. We are, I believe, going to number six. Number six. That's right. Number six. This is a weird one for me. The Twilight Zone movie. Uh, this movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. I got to tell you, this movie gave me nightmares as a kid. Uh, the movie was from 1983. And my dad loved this movie absolutely loved this movie so this movie's got a lot of people in it it's actually broken out into four stories i guess the one of the main people in the in this movie would be dan Aykroyd, albert brooks is in in these vic morrow uh is in a one now again it's broken up into four different episodes this one right here this movie is broken into basically because we know the twilight zone tv show obviously, but um, there were four different ones in four different segments in this movie. Uh, actually, three. I'm sorry. It was It's a Good Life, Time Out, and Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. And then you had the ending where you get Dan Aykroyd. You want to see something really scary? Uh, just a, another great movie. I'm going to go ahead, roll this trailer so... Uh, I don't forget about it again, and here we go with the trailer. I hit play, I promise. You can hear it now. Well, you can hear the static. Here it goes. dimension. All right. See, what they did back in those days is they didn't spoil the whole fucking movie 
in the trailers. So <laughs> I know it's a strange concept, but they didn't do it back then. They just kind of gave you a little piece of it, and that was it. Now this one again broken up into a few different uh, different stories, like the original Twilight Zone, which I got to tell you, I, I do like the original Twi- Twilight Zone TV shows. I've got a few favorite episodes: the one with Burgess Meredith, where he's at Mer- Burgess Meredith, obviously Mickey from uh, the Rocky movies. He's trying to read a book after the, like the apocalypse and he finds a library and his glasses break. It's a great episode. Um, to serve man is my favorite episode where they, they're trying to figure out the, the, you know, what, what this book says the whole time and from the aliens that came down and it's a little too late when they find out it's a cookbook. Actually, if you watch the movie, I think Madagascar, there's actually a reference to that from the, uh, in that movie where they it's a cookbook it's a cookbook but that is my to serve man is probably my favorite it is definitely my favorite twilight zone episode but like i said this movie when i was young in 1983 gave me fucking nightmares and i got a feeling my dad probably rented it the net you know like the year after i was probably nine years old at the time when i watched it um definitely scared the living bejesus out of me i was scared to death of this movie for some reason, it just gave me nightmares. But Dan Aykroyd is one of them in this movie. Albert Brooks is in this movie. Yes, he has been in an episode of NYPD Blue. Just one. Just one. He was in Drive. He was in Broadcast News. Um, really, he's also a character. He's also another Simpsons voice. He is uh, A. Brooks uh, on The Simpsons. So he is another voice. Has been doing it for a while. So there you go. And, um, oh, he was in the 2003 The In-Laws movie. I love that movie. That's a great movie right there. I forgot about that. We have Vic Morrow, who, I mean, been gone since 1982, but he was a, a, a huge actor back in those days. He was in the Bad News Bears, which I love that movie. Um, talked about it. We never really did it, but we've, we've talked about it. But this was actually his last movie in the Time Out segment. Um, so that was his last movie. Charles Hallahan. He's another guy. Yes, he was in NYPD Blue, but he's been in another ton of movies also. He was in The Fan with um, De Niro and I believe Wesley Snipes. He was Coop in that movie at the end there when he was he was the, you know, playing the umpire and stuff. He was in The Thing. He's been at Dante's Peak. He was in The Pest and he's been in a ton of stuff. Last thing he did was in 2001, though. But he was definitely, you know, he's only he's got 92 credits to his name, so he's definitely been in a bunch of stuff. But uh, NYPD Blue, he was actually in in 1997. And uh, done a bunch of stuff, though. But uh, there you go. Box office for this movie, $10 million budget, and it made $42 million in the... And again, this was not this was 1983. This movie was absolutely huge. Twilight Zone was still very big back then, and uh, 42 million for a movie back in the 80s was that was a nice nice haul, right there in the uh, in the 1980s. So there you go. We're gonna move on. We're gonna get half this list done. And uh, I know this wasn't gonna be a long show. I knew it wasn't going to be, but I'm fine with that. So, 
this movie is a remake. Uh, it's um, 13 Ghosts is the name of this movie that I picked. It's a 2001 movie. I've always liked this movie. It's a very creepy, creepy, creepy movie. It's definitely got a little bit of a sci-fi fantasy um, vibe to it. Uh, this collector moves into this new house and he leaves this house. Basically, he leaves the house to his nephew and his family and his nephew, who's played by Matthew Lillard, and his family move in and they actually have to go through 13 ghosts in order to kind of cure the house. But it's a Steve Beck movie. Um, you get uh, the writers as Rob White, Neil Marshall Stevenson, Richard Diovito. I probably butchered that name and I apologize. But Tony Shalhoub from Monk is in this movie. Shannon Elizabeth, obviously of American Pie fame. And like I said, Matthew Lillard is in this movie. Obviously, Matthew Lillard, mostly well-known for playing Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. But, I mean, he's been in SLC Punk. He was in the movie Hackers back in the day. I, I, I really do. I mean, I think this guy is very talented and has been in so many things. And definitely you see him and you're like, oh, there it is. There's Shaggy. But very talented guy. Tony Shalhoub, once again, in this movie, mainly known for the TV series Monk, but uh, Pain and Gain, he was in that also. Uh, been in a ton of stuff, though. Really has been. Um, just in a, a, a bunch of movies and TV shows. A lot of TV shows, but he's also done a lot of movies. Uh, Monk, though, I would say is the main thing that people knew him from. Ran from 2002 to 2009, 125 episodes. Not so shabby. <laughs> Shaloub. Anyway. Shannon Elizabeth, like I said, mostly known for American Pie movies. She was also in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We talked about her in that movie. 57 credits, and she still, still has some stuff going on right now. Actually, she's got one movie in post-production playing with Beethoven and a movie called a TV show called Ember in post-production. Might see that if someone picks it up. Um so those are pretty much the main actors in this movie right here. So pretty much gone through all those. Now, this movie's budget was, uh, let's see here. The budget on this movie was $20 million. And the box office on this movie was $68.5 million. Now, here's the thing about the budget. It has two numbers. It has $42 million and $20 million. I'm not sure which one is 100% correct. But if you go to Wiki or you go anywhere else on Google, it says 42, 20. So I don't know what is going on with that. Maybe I'm not, maybe I don't know something. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I'm just stupid. But this is a really crazy movie. It's a great movie, though, to watch, especially, obviously, I'm doing this because it's October and we got Halloween coming coming around the corner next week. Um, and me and Smart Guardy have a show planned for next week, actually. And I'll tell you that at the end. But awesome movie, 13 Ghosts, and that is my number five, which means we are go. Oh, did I play the? I didn't play it. I didn't play it. Let's do it. What the 
hell was that? The producers of House on Haunted Hill bring you the ultimate house of horror, where there's death at every door, terror at every turn. We should get the hell out of here, now. And a ghost in every room. We got company. 13 Ghosts. That's a quick trailer for that movie. Oop, little ad there. Quick trailer for that movie. Wow, that was really quick, but that was the trailer. And it, again, I, I think it was a great movie. I'm also a fan of Matthew Lillard, which is another reason I watched it. And it never hurts. I mean, Shannon Elizabeth, pretty goddamn easy on the eyes, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> never mind seeing some Shannon Elizabeth. I never mind that at all. Never, never, never. So, all right, 13 Ghosts. Definitely one you need to watch. Let's go ahead and move on. We are rolling with this list. We have four movies left. We are almost at my top three. I know. You just can't wait. All right. Here we go. We're going back to 1992. This film actually just had a reboot come out right now. Actually, just a few weeks ago. uh, Had a reboot come out. I am talking about... Candyman. Candyman from 1992. I have always been a fan of this movie. I like, first of all, I love that guy, the uh, Tony Todd. Uh, yes, he's been in one episode of NYPD Blue. I like Tony Todd. I think the guy is a great actor. Obviously, a, just a great voice, you know, deep voice actor. But um, I've always liked the movie Candyman. Now, Candyman basically is kind of what was the um kind of a myth if you say it in the mirror three times you can summon the candy man and he'll come after you um he's got a hook for a hand in the movie and he's just an evil evil character now there was a thing back in the day where if you were fucked up enough or if you were taking acid or something you would sit in a mirror in the dark where you would shut the lights and you would call mary jane a few times and you would turn on the lights and Mary, uh, this crazy character would would appear if you were fucked up enough. Me and my friends did it one night. I never saw it. I'd never seen it. But this is another Clive Barker movie here, written by Clive Barker, directed and also co-written by Bernard Rose. This is a movie based on uh, The Forbidden, who actually was a book by Bernard Rose, So, which is why he ended up directing this movie. But... This is another awesome movie. You've got uh, Virginia Madsen in this movie, um, known for the prophecy, Dune, the original Dune from 1984, done 129 movies, and she has stuff in pre-production and a lot of things in even completed and pre-production right now, but she was Helen Lyle in the new 2021 Candyman, so she did come back, and she was a voice in that. I guess they did kind of a scene in that movie we have xander berkeley in this movie known for terminator 2 air force one shanghai noon barbed wire that's right the pamela anderson movie barbed wire i don't think i've ever said this number for a person but this guy has 244 credits to his name just as an actor on this thing and i mean this guy Dates all the way back to, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. 1981 from Mommy Dearest. 
that movie right there. Uh, he's been in, my God, has this guy been in a ton, a ton, a ton of stuff. I mean, going back just from that, uh, the A-Team TV series, original TV series in the 80s. Let's go to the 90s and see what he was in. Again, I said Terminator 2, Billy Bathgate, uh, A Few Good Men. He was in that movie, Apollo 13. I mean, Heat, he was Ralph in Heat. God, that's a good movie. De Niro and Pacino in that one. Driven, bulletproof. I mean, you can just keep going with this guy. I mean, he's been in every... My God, I think he's done every movie in the world. TV series. Justice League TV series. He was a voice. CSI, he was in multiple episodes. Law and Order, multiple episodes. This guy has just been acting forever. My God. Xander Berkeley. You go, Xander Berkeley. Tony Todd. Like I said, most known for Candyman, but he was in the movie The Rock. He was in The Crow, which I actually thought about doing that movie. But with the whole Alec Baldwin accidentally shooting someone, I didn't really want to do that, knowing how Brandon Lee died in the same way. But I actually thought about doing The Crow movie. Um, Man, uh, I'll tell you, I I may not be the biggest Alec Baldwin fan. I don't really care what he his political situation. I, I really feel bad for what, what he's going through right now. I'll, I will say that he is, all, I, mean, I can't even imagine what that poor guy is going through at this point. Um, but anyway, if you don't know what happened with Alec Baldwin, where, where the hell have you been living under a rock? Anyway, uh, Cassie lemons also in this movie known for silence of the lambs, Har- uh, uh, Harriet. She was the director actually of Harriet and uh, been in a bunch of movies, 32 actually credits to her name. She was recently in uh, gridlock back in the day, really hasn't done anything since 2012, but also in this movie was Vanessa Williams, um, actress, singer. That's right. That Vanessa Williams was in this movie. Also, she was, in, I mean, come on, New Jack city murder one great TV show. Uh, Soul food. She was in, been in many things, has many things right now, either completed post-production or pre-production. And even some things already announced. Now, Candyman, I'm going to play the trailer and then I'm going to get into the uh, budget and box office. Let me give you all some volume. I don't know why these all muted themselves, but they did. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all, come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. All right. There you go. You don't have to believe. Just beware. Great little tagline there at the end. I like that. Now, I did say I was going to get into the budget and the box office. Budget for this movie was between 8 and $9 million, and this movie did really good in the box office. Once again, this is just the box office. This movie has definitely had a bit of a cult following for a very, very long time, and I obviously it was enough to do a reboot this year. So box office for this movie was $25.8 million. So definitely a a very successful movie in the box office. And again, that doesn't even include all the 
all the other things that we would get, all the, you know, the DVD releases and stuff. Doesn't even include that. So, all right, I'm getting another beer here. That's what these trailers are allowing me to do. Drink beer and uh, keep hydrated throughout the show. All right, so that's Candyman. All right, looks like we're getting into my top three here, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I don't really have a drum roll or anything. I mean, I I could get one if you really want me to. I mean, just, I just push a button and I could bring up a drum roll, but I don't think we need it. I'll save it for the number one. Yeah, see. All right, we'll do that for number one. All right, well, <laughs> I guess I just did it anyway. All right, let's go with one more. Number three is uh, going back to 1983. Once again, we're going with Christine. Oh, that's right. Another a little bit maximum overdrive-ish. This time, just a car comes to life. Um, so that's basically what happens in this movie. A Keith Gordon is in this movie. Um Keith Gordon's known for a lot of stuff. He was in uh, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, he's recently been in The Walking Dead. Or, I'm sorry, Walking the Dead, not The Walking Dead. Um, done a lot of stuff. Been a director in many, many things. He's actually uh, directed Homeland TV series, which was out for a little while. He did that. He was directing the Fargo TV series. But when it comes to acting, he only has 27 credits, but he was in a lot of movies. He was in Jaws 2. He, again, he did Christine. Um, he was in, again, Back to School. He was Rodney Dangerfield's son in that movie. Um, but then he just kind of got into, if you go through his IMDb, directing, producing, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So he was the main character, though, in this movie as Arnie. Um Let's go ahead and play the trailer so I don't forget. Christine, trailer, volume, go. Mm -hmm. She is seductive. She is passionate. She is possessive. <laughs> she is pure. Evil. She is Christine, a 1958 Plymouth Fury, possessed by hell. Her previous owner is not alive to warn her present one. Once she lures you behind the wheel, you will be hers, body and soul. There is no place you can hide, no place you can run, and nothing you can do can stop her because how do you kill something that can't possibly be alive Christine body by Plymouth soul by Satan so there you go we got another Stephen King movie here um, written and uh I'm sorry, directed by John Carpenter, written by Stephen King. Now, once again, basically, he, he pretty much told it right there. A kind of nerdish kid goes to looking for a car. He sees this car, obviously this Plymouth Fury, 
and uh, he sees his car and he's got to have it. Now the guy starts telling him a little story about the what happened to the last guy that owned it, the car. He just died in the car. No one knew why. But this car is possessed. And, I mean, it can even fix itself. It has healing powers. This is a really cool car. Um, it starts off by liking him, but it is also attacking a lot of people. And it is a killing car. So it does have a little maximum overdrive-ish to it, but not as good. Or obviously better, because I have it higher on my list. But Christine is a great movie. Matter of fact, I believe it's on Hulu right now. I believe you can go ahead and watch it right now on Hulu. But I've always liked this one. And, you know, you got you got a bunch of people in this movie. You got John Stockwell, who's got a small part in this movie. He plays, if, if you don't know who he is, he was in Cougar in Top Gun. Um, and he was in uh, Into the Blue... He was in Blue Crush, so he's done a bunch of stuff. He actually has about 32 credits to his name, but he was Cougar in Top Gun, which is pretty much the only other, probably one of the main parts he's known for, so he was Cougar over there. We have Alexandra Paul. Uh, she's mo- She was in Baywatch for about five years. Dragnet, the original TV show back in the 87, but she's even acting still right now. Got a bunch of stuff completed, pre-production. Robert Prosky, I bring him up because he's just a beloved character. He was in so many things. We lost him back in 2008, but he's been in so many things. He was in the old broadcast news movie. He was Mr. He was the older guy in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, been in a lot, a lot of things. Uh, Death to Smoochie, <laughs> he was in that, but... Um, Miracle on 34th Street, he was the judge. I would say that's probably one of the main things he's known for uh, right there. So we also had Harry Dean Stanton in that movie. Harry Dean Stanton is known for a lot of things. This guy's been acting for a very long time, 205 credits to his name. Uh, I talked about him when we did the action movies when I talked about uh, The Fire Down Below with Steven Seagal. He's in that movie also. It's one of the main movies I know him from, but he was also in The Green Mile. He was known as Toot Toot. He was one of the guys that, uh, in the beginning of the movie, that got killed by electric chair in that movie. That's another great movie, by the way. Steven Tash is in this movie. Now, I know you're saying, that guy, really, who the fuck is he? He's only had like eight credits to his name. You're right. But if you remember... Ghostbusters, in the beginning, they're giving a guy electric shocks when he gets answers to questions wrong. He's the guy. That's the guy that is getting the electric shocks that Bill Murray is fucking with. That's him. It's Stephen Tash. Only has eight credits as an actor uh, to his name. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Haven't, hasn't done anything since 19, 1988. But let's bring him up at least. Let's give him a little bit of credit. He deserves it. He was in the movie. Now, Christine, $10 million budget, $21 million just box office. Once again, we're talking 1983. That's That was good coin back in 1980s. I'm telling you right now, that was some damn good coin back then. So there you go. Now, we've uh, we're now down. To my number two and my number one movies here. 
Now, my number two, I don't think anyone's really going to. This is a kind of an underrated movie, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the budget now. $10 million. Box office, $22.42 million. Not the worst movie, but um, I personally think this is one of the best horror movies out there. Um, it's called The First Power. Um, we've got Lou Diamond Phillips in this movie. Awesome. I've always been a Lou Diamond Phillips fan. I mentioned Young Guns. He was in those with uh, Emilio Estevez, who we talked about at the beginning of the show. He was in those with him. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more. Lou Diamond Phillips, though, known for so many things. Courage Under Fire. The big hit. One night I will do that. La Bamba. He played Richie Valens in that movie. An excellent movie. 148 credits to his name. We all know who Lou Diamond Phillips is. Tracy Griffin is in this movie. She's um, mostly in this movie. She is the news reporter. Uh, she really hasn't done many things. 22 credits stopped in 2003. But I thought I would bring her up anyway. Jeff Kober is in this movie. Now, here's a guy that you know, but you don't know you know. You've seen him in many things. The Walking Dead, he played Joe. Sons of Anarchy, he was Jacob Hale. Scully, he played L uh, Lieutenant Hook. This guy's been in a ton of stuff. Yes, he has been in one. Uh, he was actually in two episodes of NYPD Blue. Um, of course he has been, but... He's been in so many things. And like I said, he's one of those guys you know, but you're not sure how you know him. But he was in 18 episodes uh, episodes of Sons of Anarchy, again, as Jacob Hale Jr. So if you were a big fan of that show, that's one you know him from. Uh, just another guy, though, that you're just like, hmm, I think I've seen him before. And you have. If you've ever seen The First Power, you definitely know who that guy is. Um that's pretty much the main cast in this movie right there. But uh, let me go ahead. Before I explain the movie, I'm going to go ahead and put out the, as usual, I'm going to play this trailer for you real quick. Here we go. Since the beginning of time, Satan has worked to create the perfect killer. One who kills many without reason. One who cannot be stopped. Today, that man exists. Be warned. We're just going to go through a very small door here. Lou Diamond Phillips is hunting a man who kills for the sake of killing. I know where he's going next. What? what? But this location fits the pentagram pattern on the map, and my informant says this is where he's going to strike next. This is the third time in less than five years that Logan has been responsible for the death or capture of a serial killer. See you around, buddy boy. I doubt it. Each death makes him stronger. How did you know where he was going next? I opened myself up to him. He might have executed his body, but his spirit has been released. He could be anywhere. How's the stomach, buddy boy? <laughs> He could be anyone. Hi, cutie. Because he possesses the first power. See you around, buddy boy. Immortality. Ah! 
forever. You want a bet? <laughs> the first power. So there you go. The first power. Obviously, he said before, the first power is immortality, and that is what this guy has. Lou Diamond Phillips in this movie actually goes after this guy. Jeff Kober is the serial killer. Patrick Channing in this movie. He goes after him, and he's really kills for like human sacrifice. Like He's actually a cult. He's like sacrificing people on the, at a cult. And um, they do catch him. And he does come, I mean, he gets gassed in the gas chamber. And one of the main things is that see around buddy boy. You hear that a lot throughout this movie. You hear that, that, that saying in that, in that voice that you heard. Now, when Lou Diamond Phillips catches him, he also gets stabbed in the stomach, but he does catch this guy, which was the stomach reference we heard. Um, but Lou Diamond Phillips is a cop in this movie, and his informant, that he talked about is actually a psychic, a medium uh, that he's using. He tried to keep it, you know, obviously he's getting made fun of in the, you know, in, in the squad and stuff, but this guy does come back and he does start killing people and he can possess people. He can like shift into people. He can jump through people and he can literally become and possess other people to kill. So it's a crazy little movie, but it, is definitely one of my favorites. Obviously, one or two of my favorites. Number two, but this is definitely one of. It's a great movie. It's like I said, it was kind of an underrated movie. I don't know. I tell most people about it, and they're just like, I don't know. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. Lou Diamond Phillips is just one of those guys who's a very well-known actor, but just doesn't have. I mean, that drawing power for some reason. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's because his, when he was married to Melissa Etheridge, she left him for a woman. I don't know. Not going to get into it. Teach their own. But uh, this is really an incredible, I mean, really an incredible movie that uh, if you haven't seen The First Power, definitely go ahead and check it out. It's from 1990, which will bring us to the number one movie. So, let's go ahead. We can hit the drum roll one more time. Oh, right. We're going back to 1985. That's right. We are going back, back to the 80s one more time. I'm not sure everyone's going to feel about this, but my absolute favorite we'll watch anytime it's on i don't care where it's on i don't care if it's got commercials i will watch it anytime it is 1985 silver bullet with gary Busey and Corey hames in it um such a good movie i am i know what everyone's thinking this movie kind of sucked no it did not kind of suck it was a great great movie i've been a huge fan of this movie for a very long time we got another stephen king here uh he based this off of a novel called cycle of the werewolf uh, again we've got gary Busey, corin cory haim uh is in this movie obviously we lost cory haim very early um cory feldman was doing his best to try to help him but we did lose him very early now this movie here 
is another just like I said, it, obviously it's my favorite um, movie, but it's a crazy little movie where, you know, they're in a small town and people start getting killed. And everyone's kind of like, what the hell? This is kind of a small town. People don't really die here. But a paraplegic boy is starting more and more to become convinced, and the paraplegic boy is played by Corey Haim in this movie, that it is a werewolf doing the killings. And his uncle, who's played by Gary Busey in this movie, starts to believe him. And actually, they both kind of start. Now, we get also, Corey Haim gets an awesome, basically, motorcycle wheelchair in this movie. I mean, come on. As a kid, I I would have taken one of those. I mean, pretty fucking awesome. But uh, I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to play this last trailer for you guys, which means I can go ahead after this and take my headphones off. So I'm going to play this last trailer right now. It began in May. And every month after that, Whenever the moon was full, it happened again. Hope that's loud enough. And again. What was that? It's over there. Who looked at me? Nobody knew who or what was responsible. Come on. They only knew it had to be stopped. Now, from the master of mystery and suspense, Stephen King's Silver Bullet. So obviously the name of the movie Silver Bullet is because the one thing that can kill a werewolf is known to be a silver bullet. So that's why the movie is named Silver Bullet, because they actually need silver bullets to kill werewolves in this movie. And once again, you've got we've got uh, some great, great actors in this movie. Um, we've got Gary Busey. Who, I mean, do I really need to talk about Gary Busey, Buddy Holly story? If you've never seen the Buddy Holly story, he is incredible in that movie. Yeah, funny, we were talking about Buddy Holly the other day. Uh, Point Break, another great movie. He was in Joshua and Lethal Weapon. He was Commander Krill and Under Siege. Gary Busey has been in 182 things. I don't even think I need to tell anyone who this crazy, crazy Gary Busey man is. We all know Gary Busey one way or the other. Um, but uh, I, I've always been a huge fan of this guy. I know he's a crazy looking dude, but he is. I mean, if you go back to the 80s, Gary Busey was the shit. I mean, going back to I mean, the first movie I ever saw Gary Busey in was uh, DC Cab. I mean, that movie's got Mr. T. Bill Maher is in that movie. I think that might be the only movie he's ever done. Um, but I mean, DC Cab was in 1983. So. This was even after, you know, he was in DC Cab before he was in this movie. So, but he's been, I mean, obviously, like I said, we we all know who Gary Busey is. I don't need to really get into him. Corey Haim, 
been in also a ton of things. 48 credits to his name. Most known for, he was in Lost Boys, License to Drive. So many more movies. And um, unfortunately, we lost him in 2010. His drug use was very public for a lot of years. And unfortunately, he did OD one night. Uh, but Corey Haim was, ve- I mean, the, the Corys were, ve- Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were like heartthrob, teen heartthrobs back in the early 80s. They were huge. They, I mean, it's like so many, I mean, let's just go back to the 80s just for Corey Haim only. Uh, you know, you had Silver Bullet, Lucas, Lost Boys, License to Drive, Watchers, Dream a Little Dream, um, you know, just many, many movies. But Corey Feldman uh, obviously had a little better, did a few more movies, but was in a lot of things. I mean, Corey, Corey Haim just kind of got lost in the some of those child stars just didn't turn out very well. Uh, did the crank high voltage, which was crank two with. Uh, Statham, Jason Statham in 2009, but Corey Haim was definitely missed. Um, again, those two, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, the Corys were so huge back in those days. This movie also has Megan Fellows in it, mostly known for uh, this movie, Anne of Green Gables. Looks like she was in the first one, the second one that was from 1985. They did another one in 2000. Um, and still doing stuff, got some stuff in post-production, got 98 credits to her name. So now if you ever saw the TV series Rain, she was Catherine de Medici. Ah, Leave me alone. I don't know how to pronounce shit, but uh, that was her. And she was in this movie, but Silver Bullet. uh, Let's see here. Do I have the budget? Seven million. Now, the box office was only 12.4 or 5.4 million. And in uh, parentheses, it says North America. So this movie must not have just didn't do very well. But I got to tell you, it was Steven Spielberg. A lot of these movies um, just kind of or Stephen King. I'm sorry. These Stephen, I mean, they're, they're kind of cult classics. But this one has always been more of a cult classic with me, I guess. Like I said, I'm doing my personal top 10. This one, to me, is my number one top uh, in, in on the list. Just a great movie. Another one I saw with my dad that didn't scare the living shit out of me or give me nightmares. Uh, they do, obviously, end up killing a werewolf in the end, and they find out who it is. It's actually a priest. And uh, pretty pretty damn good movie, in my opinion. Well, Again, um, I know this was kind of a lazy way to do a show tonight, but i got to be honest, there's no one here. I'm alone for the first time in a very long time. I kind of just want to relax and chill. But uh, I did want to do this. Again, it's October. Never really. I've always said I'm not a huge horror fan. So I really wanted to do this just to show that there are plenty of movies that I like. There's many more I didn't mention that, you know, I kind of switched this list up about three or four times today because I had some other movies on there. Uh, American Psycho was one of them I had on there that I didn't mention. You know what? I can pull up a few that I didn't mention. Give me one second here. Pull up my hard drive. I do have it plugged in right beside me here. Uh, If I do this, I can go directly to my horror. Um, 
body parts. One that me and Smart were talking about. I had it up here, but I got to be honest, I I hadn't seen it in so long. I didn't really want to put it on the list because I didn't really know what to what to say about it. Um, Get Out is another one that I really, I haven't seen it, but I have it. It's on my hard drive. Uh, Sleepwalkers is another Stephen King movie that I had on here that I just, another one been a very long time since I had seen it. That one's got kind of a creepy little, creepy little thing. I don't know. Nowadays, I mean, you know, it's basically like a Pornhub movie. He's just banging his mom in the movie. Uh, they're, they're like creepy that they need the, they need virgins to survive. It's a very creepy little movie. Sleepwalkers tales from the crypt. I love that. I always like the tales from the crypt. I like the, the TV show. I believe it was an HBO TV show. A great one. And the faculty was another one, uh, that I had on there. That's kind of like a sci-fi one, but that, that's just a few of them that I didn't mention that I have on there. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not the huge hope this huge horror buff or horror fan. Um, if you guys really want a hell of a horror show, listen to without your head with uh nasty Neil. If you guys really, really want a, an incredible weekly horror show to listen to check out without your head. That's definitely one that you will enjoy. He's very interactive and uh, you should definitely check out Without Your Head for a horror show if you're a huge horror fan. Uh, I believe it's on every Thursday. So definitely should be checking out Without Your Head over there. And um, I'll tell you the truth. That's really all I had. I just wanted to go through that list. Once again, I, my number one was uh, Silver Bullet. And uh, let's see. We went from Maximum Overdrive, Shocker, The Craft, Leprechaun, Twilight Zone movie, 13 Ghosts, Candyman, Christine, First Power, and Silver bullet and i had a good time doing it so there you go haven't done a solo show in a while thought i'd do this one tonight knock it out get it done quick once again want to remind everybody i am on my own mixler so if you're listening to this and want to jump in and interact in the chat room i knew i wasn't going to get a lot of people in the chat room i want to thank bobby anthem for being in the chat uh hanging out the whole show listening live it's greatly appreciated I know I'm going to have to get a whole new set of everything, followers and everything on this channel. It's going to take a while. So if you want to follow, find out everything I'm doing, when I'm doing it, go ahead and jump right over Mixler.com slash Hollywood Hangout, and you will find it. If you can't, go to Mixler. I know you got to sign up for Mixler, but it's not you don't have to pay. It's just an email, a confirmation, and you're done. And you can go ahead and get right on here and uh, be on here for good. So... I'd like y'all to do that. I'm going to go ahead and knock these plugs out one more time. Let me get the song going here, my outro for this show. Let me get these plugs popped up one more time. You know what? I went ahead and mentioned Bobby Anthem. Check him and Bobby Blades out there over there on the Inhuman Experience. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms. Listen, binge listen, and be ready when they come back because I believe they will. That's right. Check them out either way. And of course, you've got the high marks. That is Cheese Man. It is Mojo. It is G Wiz. You can listen to them on Mixler. Also, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt to Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. That wasn't a stammer. That wasn't a stutter. I was adding the second T like you should. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time Sundays. And that is the high marks. Check out those guys. 
Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Check out Eric, Doug, Daniel, and all the other cast of characters over there. Again, great guys. Had a great time with those guys last night. Also with Rod Price and Bob Cook. Uh, had an incredible time talking to those two legends in the wrestling business. And uh, it was just a great time listening uh, with those guys doing the top 20. Check them out. Blog Talk Radio. Uh, search, uh, I believe it's EUP Network. Check that out. Or Everything Unscripted. It will also pop up with that. And you can find them on all the usual podcast platforms. And, of course, Steve Milan's over there. He's reviewing films, too. I want you to show him some love on letterboxd.com slash Stephen Milan. He's got a ton of films reviewed. Check him out. And don't forget to check out me, Smart. Eric's joining us once again this Wednesday night. Mixer.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. Right about 10, 15 p.m. We will be on right after Dynamite. Dynamite, uh, AEW Dynamite does come back. At its normal time, so we'll be talking wrestling, and I will be back one more time next week with Smark, and we are going to be doing, if you remember, we did scene stealers of movies, Smark didn't know we could add television, so we're going to do scene stealers of television next week. Um, I know, not the greatest way to wrap up Halloween, but who gives a shit? I do what I want. On this show, it is my show. Once again, this is Hollywood Hangout. I am David Richardson. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you once again, Bobby, for hanging out during the show. It is greatly appreciated. See ya! <laughs>